Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I want to close with this. For much too long, working people in the middle class of this country have been dealt out of the promise of America. That sounds like hyperbole, but I really mean it. Some of you may remember when I ran, I was legitimately, I mean, it's appropriate to be criticized. I don't, I'm not complaining about being criticized. But when I said I was running for three reasons, one, to restore the soul of America, bring back some decency and honor in the way in which we dealt with one another. The second reason was to rebuild the backbone of the country, the middle class. The, 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 the wealthy are, are, are value added to the country, but they didn't build a country. Can we just stop with this unbelievable hate? It's hate. It's elitist hate insanity. And it's everywhere across this administration. And for a guy who was the scrapper from Scranton or Scrappy Joe from Scranton, had something to do with Scranton. P.S. They hate him in Scranton. This is a nuts message. How far this Democratic Party has come from being of the working class people to absolutely hating people. Anybody who hasn't served time in a faculty lounge, right out. This is a nonsense commentary. By the way, Joe, do you think you've you've brought back decency to the United States? Uh, do you? Is that, is, is, that, is that what you think? Yeah. Uh, it was indecent before, but now it's decent. That's 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 not the way it works. Forced mandates, pushes to keep parents out of their kids' education. An entire mob of tech fools who want to silence people they disagree with? That's decency? Do you you get that we see you, Joe? Do you understand that you're on TV and we see you in the TV and you're on radio and we, we hear you on radio? Do you not get that somebody's listening on the other side of the microphone? Holy hell. But he must uh, take this seriously because he did it in a whisper. The, 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 the wealthy are, are, are value added to the country, but they didn't build a country. Hard working middle class folks are the ones that built this country. And then a lot of them people became wealthy from the hard work and a government that stayed out of the way and allowed them to. So why now do you want to punish them, attack them, ridicule them, shame them? My God, Joe. Can't you just say good on you? Get yourself some ice cream. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I ask you, do you think that Joe, is Joe Biden speaking for you in this commentary? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Is he speaking for you or is he speaking against you as you see it? Because as I see it, he is 1,000% speaking against. This is, this is a, a, an absolute devaluing of, of the American populace. It, it's hate. It is rabid and raw hate. It's like listening to Joe Biden talk about the supply chain, which is getting worse. And yes, we should be clear that the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, does not know what he's doing. He doesn't have a clue as to what to do or how to handle the problem. Now, part of it's because he's not willing to say this problem is multi-generational and it's going to take 
a year at least, if not two, to get it under control. We have learned from the supply chain issues. Picture the scenario. COVID comes and the country overreacts and tells people they can't go to work. Then because of the overreaction, you have people going back to work, but not everybody goes back to work. Then you have this massive influxes of capital put into the nation via uh, this, this COVID spending. Spending package here, spending package there, another spending package. They just passed another $1.2 trillion worth of spending. They claim it's going to be for infrastructure. You watch how little of it is actually for infrastructure. This is the one that was the bipartisan bill. They actually got that passed through the House. 13 Republicans came across, but the squad did not vote for it. That's a story I'll get to in a second. So now you're going to have more cash into the system. As the economist Dr. Matt Will explains, inflation is when you have too much cash and not enough stuff. And right now we have too much cash and not enough stuff. So the inflation goes and the hyperinflation is here and we're going to watch this build. U.S. inflation expectations surged to another record high. According to the New York Fed, they expect inflation to be up 5.4% a year from now. I want to put my, my marker down. I think that's soft. And that's frightening. That is soft compared to what I believe is coming based on the conversations I've had. And certainly you could say, well, Tony, do you know more than the Federal Reserve Bank of New York? And my response to you is the Federal Reserve Bank of New York has been right so often. I'm going to go with myself on this one. So we have this inflation issue that's causing more problems with purchasing power. But let's talk about supply chain. People in the Midwest know we don't have enough truckers. We're down some 90,000 truckers. How do you hire people? And then what are you having them driving? Because in California, they only want you to have the best vehicle, this, that, and the other. They want to have some draconian and rather nonsensical rules about what it is you can drive in emissions. That's keeping trucks off the road. Then you have the ports themselves that are not properly managed. The longshoremen have done an absolutely terrible job with it. They have refused automation in places where it could be valuable. And they've ensured keeping their people paid very, very well and not worrying about the movement and the speed by which things come off of the ships. Joe Biden responds by saying we're going to open those ports 24-7. But opening a port 24-7 doesn't solve a problem. Only solving a problem solves a problem. Which is exactly what Pete Buttigieg should be saying to the nation. We have shown that our supply chain is fragile. And what we have to do is come into the 21st century. And this is going to involve Republicans and Democrats. And it's going to involve some people, including unions, not getting what they want. But America's future and national security depends on this getting solved. And here's how we're starting. Oh, he isn't going to say that. You know what he's going to say? He's going to continue to go down the nonsensical and completely insane route. That we've got so much incredible demand out there. That's what's causing the issue. We are going to continue to see challenges. The steps that we're taking are making a difference. But uh, think about all of the things that have to happen to get a product to a shelf uh, on time. Uh, Fundamentally, it's up to the producers, the shippers, and the retailers. And we're doing everything we can to help them move those goods across uh, infrastructure that's often outdated. Look, we've got demand that's off the charts. The Retail Federation is predicting an all-time record high in terms of sales. Can we stop? It isn't about the demand and it isn't about the roads. It's not about the roads because we didn't have this problem three years ago. 
It's about what happens when people aren't getting back to work and a lot of the plants were shut down and the demand started to build up and we have no way to deal with a higher demand because our systems are antiquated. It's not the roads, it's the systems. And it's the regulation that keeps people from being able to drive. The truckers have said something super smart. The truckers said, why is it when I am at a, uh, I'll, I'll use this for, for, for sake of a conversation. I, 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 I'm at a Walmart and I'm unloading, but they're backed up and it takes five hours to get to my truck to get it unloaded. That five hours counts against my drive time. Why? That's five hours I could be resting, relaxing, doing other things. I should be able to then drive for five more hours. You now allow that opportunity for drivers to drive in those times. Maybe we've got more things moving. But you've created a system by which the trucker cannot now profit and the country gets delayed. If you were to ask truckers, reach out to me at Tony Katz on Twitter. Tony at TonyCats.com. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY. Is the problem the roads? Well, we're going to have the truckers drive at night because it's faster. Well, okay, Joe Biden, it might be faster. But has that been the real issue? If the trucker gets to their spot two hours faster, that's great. But if they're still waiting five hours because you don't have the manpower to unload the truck and you count it against their driving time, what good was the two hours? You've got multiple places where you can make changes, and these changes are rational, smart changes, and this administration isn't interested in it. They'd rather just tell you how great they are. They'd rather pay you lip service. And they're, wait till they get to the moment where they say to you, well, you know, the problem is, is that these truckers, these trucking companies, they're, they're charging too much. And, and, and that's, that's part of the problem. I, I, why, why wouldn't that come? If they're willing to lie about the off-the-charts demand causing the problem, and it's a lie that the off-the-charts demand is causing the problem, they won't look at the seriousness of the issue. I shared on Twitter over the weekend a, a, a tweet about uh, a, a guy who was buying some rice, and the rice cost 50 bucks. It's usually like 38 bucks. It costs like 58 bucks. I guess it's a certain kind of rice, and uh, it, it 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 costs some money. And some people were arguing, oh, you can find it here, you can find it there. First, it wasn't the same kind of rice. Secondly, are you actually arguing that food prices haven't gone up? Are you out of your head? Are you out of your mind? Every rational person knows that food prices have gone up. There's more of a demand for rice than there was two years ago? Let, let's, let's do this again. Who believes, raise your hands, who believes there's more of a demand for rice than there was two years ago? Well, if you say to me, well, you know, Tony, a lot of people, um, a lot of people, they, uh, they, they're, they're, they're hoarding, they're, they're saving things for a rainy day, they're, they're, they're prepping up. Even you believe that you should have a three-month supply, and I do believe that you should have a three-month supply. You think that people getting a three-month supply is the reason rice has gone up $20 for a 50-pound bag? You can believe it, but chances are you need therapy, maybe some pills, maybe just a bourbon and a good night's sleep. I don't know. Don't take it with the pills. Consult with your doctor, please. But that's not it. 
It's what's going on up and down the chain. Maybe if you stopped scaring people about COVID, maybe if you stopped with the nonsense demands and mandates regarding vaccines. Maybe if you changed regulation on the truckers and changed regulation at the ports, the change, the, 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 the results wouldn't come immediately, but they will come. They will come. But this administration doesn't talk like that. What does this administration do? This administration continues the same line and the same conversation about the nonsense idea that we have to do things for the working class. I'm discussing doing things for the working class. The problem with the administration is that they don't give a damn about the working class. Everything Joe Biden says about the working class is completely and totally lip service. I'm going to say it again for the people in the cheap seats. Joe Biden doesn't give a good, holy damn about the working man. And neither does the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party doesn't care about the working man and the working class. Let me give you two things to think about. First, there was the line from Stephanie Cutter who was, she was the press secretary under Obama, saying the last thing the Democrats can do is allow Republicans to be the the party of the family. And the one thing that we need to make sure that uh, Republicans in 2022 don't become is the party of parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we need to be the party of parents. (laughs) And, And we are. We're the ones that care about school funding. We're the ones that care about making sure that parents can send their kids to school. Uh, because they have jobs to go to. You know, all of this, we need... Stop yourself. First, notice she said that we're the one, we have, we're, the, we're the party of, of parents because we're the ones that care about school funding. School funding isn't about the kids. It's not about the parents. School funding is about the unions. I mean, she gave up the ghost in her own words. That's, I mean, come on, that's unbelievable. She said it. School funding? No, 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 no. You want to be about teacher empowerment. You want to be about breaking the unions. You want to be about focusing on the student. And you want to be about school choice. That is being about the parent. And then, and what, what, what was the, the other one? Kids to school uh, because they... Oh, you want to be the ones who send your kids to school. Except it was your unions that support you, Randy Weingarten at the head of it, who were, who were working with the White House and the Department of Education to keep schools closed and engage demands for getting schools open. Right. You're, you're the party of, of, of parents. Sure you are. You hate the working class. You can't be the party of parents if you hate the working class. It's just not how it works. I'm sorry. Do I need to, do I need to explain that a little more clearly? Because I, I gladly will. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Joe Biden is beyond out of touch and fails to recognize where his party is. The Democratic Party hates the working class. The Democratic Party despises working people and believes only government knows best for them. Ron Klain, the White House Chief of Staff of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard, hard hat on the job, right. to be, be careful on chemicals, it can put, put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. That's your White House Chief of Staff 
telling you that OSHA can just mandate whatever they want, and that's what matters because they're the ones who keep you safe, and you just have to take it. Look, I have no issues with wearing hard hats. I just don't think it should be mandated. Somebody doesn't want to wear a hard hat, they don't wear a hard hat. You'll learn. Seatbelts shouldn't be mandated. I think seatbelts are very helpful. I wear a seatbelt. I don't think it should be mandated. Who the hell is the government to tell me what I do in my car? Well, Tony, it's a bad idea. I didn't ask if it was a bad idea. I said government shouldn't mandate it. But these people believe that government is the center of all good. And if government is the center of all good, how in the world could the parent be the center of all good? Therefore, how could the Democratic Party be the party of parents? It's hate. And it's visceral. And I was happy to spell it out for you. We'll get into the $1.2 trillion and holy cow, Astroworld. This story is worse than you think. It's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Barack Obama flies himself out to Glasgow to talk about the environment. Lord only knows how much carbon he put into the world while he was doing so. And he wants to close the gap. How do we close the gap between what's necessary for our survival and what seems politically possible right now? I confess... I don't have all the answers. As I'm sure is true for all of you out there, those of you who are steeped in this work, who are far more expert than me, there are times where I feel discouraged. There are times where the future seems somewhat bleak. Is that right? There are times where I am doubtful that humanity can get its act together before it's too late. Really? What else, bro? And and, then images of dystopia start creeping into my dreams. Well, we're all living it right now. A lot of us lived it in your eight years. What is the dystopia? The rising seas? Does that explain why you bought a house on the coast? It's hard to take Barack Obama seriously. When he's talking about the environment. Because he should not be taken seriously. Meanwhile, eight dead at the concert at Astroworld. This is a story in a story. I've got the latest. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So more and more people are discussing the fact that Democrats are going to retire like it's their job this year. They're not going to run for re-election. Because the writing's on the wall. And you saw this from Republicans. They thought it was just going to be too hard. They didn't want to have to explain the Trump stuff. Ah, it's be done. 
Grown in the private sector, make 275000 a year, 350000 a year. They're going to have a parking spot for me. Everyone's going to go, Congressman this, oh, Congressman this. Someone's going to bring me coffee, and no one's going to yell at me. It's going to be great. I'll get to give an opinion every now and a while. I'll do a speech for a few grand, boom, bop, bip. And they're like, okay, this is good. Why, aren't, why wouldn't Democrats think the same way? This just isn't going to work anymore. This will not do. And we're about to get absolutely vilified, and I cannot explain why these progressives are in charge. So let's deal. Let's just walk away from it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I appreciate uh, the truckers who have called in. They've left messages. I wasn't able to, to get to everything. Just some of the madness on the regulations that affects their life. I greatly uh, appreciate it. We'll get to more of you as soon as we can. But these these resignations should not come as a surprise. It should be known that you heard about it uh, right here. We were on this subject a, a, a while ago. But the big story is this story about the Astro World Festival, and this is nuts. Because there's a take that I have that I have not seen anywhere else. And I'm going to get excoriated for the take, but I'm right. Because all I did was apply the same logic being utilized in one place and put it in another place. Travis Scott is famous for reasons that are beyond my understanding. He's a rapper. Yeah, but I don't think he's any good. Ah, well, that's subjective. Beyond my understanding, Travis Scott is famous. But America is a great place. And Travis Scott is a rapper, and he's a native out of Houston, and they do a uh, concert there called Astroworld. And they did it in 2018, or, uh, yeah, 2018 and 2019, and then, of course, skipped it last year because of COVID, and they bring it to 2021. 50,000-plus people show up. And what happens is, is that the crowd's out there, and they're having a good time. They're going crazy. People start pushing towards the stage. As a nurse described it, who was there as a fan, the moment came where you realized you couldn't move. You were literally shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't even raise your arms up. There were moments where she was jumping to try and get some air to breathe. Well, the next thing you know, the crush is too great. And the mayhem breaks out. Eight people were killed in the crush. Now, we could argue it there, be like, oh my gosh, that's absolutely terrible. But one of the things that happened is that Travis Scott has taken a lot of heat because this was happening and he was still performing. People are mad at him. Why are you still performing? He didn't know what was going on. You're on stage, the lights are in your face, you can't always see the crowd, you're into the thing, you just think people are, are rocking along with you, having a good time. When he figured it out, they stopped. But they didn't know. I'm, I think that people going after Travis Scott for that are just the ugliest folk in the world. I mean, there might be reasons to go after Travis Scott. He's the guy who promoted this thing in the concerts with Drake. He could be liable. But it gets a little more in-depth. This is one of the police chiefs of the area describing how the scene was described to him and to medical professionals who were dealing with those who were injured. I mean, people were giving CPR everywhere, trying to get people out of the scrum. Listen. 
I will tell you, one of the narratives was that some individual was injecting other people with drugs. We do have a report of a security officer, according to the medical staff that was out and treated him last night, that he was reaching over to uh, restrain or grab a citizen, and he felt a prick in his neck. When he was examined, he went unconscious. They administered Narcan. He was revived, and the medical staff did notice a prick that was similar to um, uh, a prick that you would get if somebody's trying to inject. That is one part of it. The other thing that's very important, there were some individuals that were trampled, and we want to be respectful of that. But we just ask that y'all give us time to do a proper investigation. Live Nation has stated from the very beginning that they would cooperate. They're going to give us the video sometime this evening. I spoke to my uh, commander in homicide. So we're waiting to get that. That's going to help us. But I also want to call out to the community, kids and young individuals that was out there. If you see something, say something. This is now a criminal investigation. That's going to involve our homicide division as well as narcotics. And we're going to get down to the bottom of it. Someone's injecting people? Sorry, this is a whole new turn. This is a bigger story. I mean, I don't think this chief is lying. I don't even know if he should have said it. But man, you'd put it out there front and center. Now we got to talk about it. Was someone trying to gin this crowd up? I mean, it's 50,000 people, but it's possible. It is possible. Now allow me to, to have a take that I guarantee you nobody else in the country has. And here's my take. End concerts immediately. (laughs) What? Follow me, producer Ari. Concerts kill. And we have to ensure that concerts are safe. Clearly, the security team that was there to keep people safe didn't do their job. Somebody dropped the ball. And in order to keep people safe, we can't have live concerts anymore. Virtual concerts only. Like, for example, no live guns on movie sets. We do everything with CGI. I put forth to you that my conversation is the same exact conversation they're having about guns on movie sets after Alec Baldwin killed a woman. And people think that this is rational. Dwayne Johnson, uh, The Rock, oh, we're no, any movie I'm on, we don't have live guns. Well, he's wrong because he hasn't said, and no one should go to a concert. As a matter of fact, no one should go to a WWE event. Those things could be killers. And if you say to me, Tony, you're being callous. Oh, no, 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 no. Callous is the idea that you can have somebody shot on a movie set. And instead of holding those people culpable, you decide that the idea of a gun on a movie set is just beyond the pale. Well, Tony, we don't actually need it. Well, you might want the actual realism. But why do you care? Hold on a second, Producer Ari. I think you've got it all wrong. This isn't a question about whether I care. This is a question of whether or not we apply the rules in a way that is not arbitrary, but rather uniformed. This isn't the first concert that somebody was killed in. Allow me to go to Altamont. Altamont, of course, is the uh, is the scene of the Rolling Stones. 
And the Rolling Stones had non-security security. For those of you who remember, those of you who know anything about your rock and roll history, people were killed at Altamont, and only four people were killed there. They held a concert and had the Hell's Angels as security. What was that, 1970-what? I don't recall. So I've got Altamont, and I've got this. And I've got the death of Brandon Lee, and now I've got the death of Helena Hutchins. No more guns on movie sets, and no more people at concerts. We have to keep everybody safe. The issue here is about how we react as a society to things. And why is it that we can react to one person getting shot and killed on a movie set with we won't have guns on movies? And we react to eight people being trampled to death at a concert with when's his next concert? The irrational play at play. The irrational mind at work. And when confronted with exactly what I have just provided, the rational mind says, hmm, that connects. But the irrational mind, they lose their minds. They cannot figure out how they're supposed to square the circle. So what will they say? You're just ridiculous. These people are dead. Have you no shame? I believe armorers should be allowed to be in business. And I believe that movie sets are very, very safe places. In the situation involving Alec Baldwin and the assistant director David Halls and the armorer, who name escapes me, where Helena Hutchins was killed and Joel Souza, the director, was injured. The armorer failed, the first assistant director failed, and the actor failed. I have three different lines of failure of security. How many will I find at Astroworld at this concert? Now, if somebody's going around injecting people, my gosh, you might not be prepared for such a thing. That could be new. But did, was there enough security? Was it oversold? How did, did, you, did you have open seating, which... Well, that's very much the Altamont story now, isn't it? Did we not learn anything over the past 50 years? I believe in having a uniform mind. If you apply rules in one place, why would you not apply them in the others? So I want people to answer the question why we should have concerts. Travis Scott is already getting sued. They're calling it a predictable and preventable tragedy. I think that's going to be what we learn from investigations. It's already being said that defendants failed to properly plan and conduct the concert in a safe manner. Well, if you were there at the concert and you saw that it was just too many people, couldn't you be like, yeah, we're going to leave. We're not going to stick around for this. Yep, 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 we, we, didn't, we didn't get any money. Okay, it's over. It's fine. Wouldn't that be... Something that's that's your responsibility? Or are you at the concert when everything was fine and then the next thing you know, things became unfine because people things were not treated in, 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 in the proper way? That could be. These lawsuits are going to go on and on and on. 
Another concert goer has filed a lawsuit, and he's being represented by whom? Ben Crump. How do you know the name Ben Crump? Ben Crump represented the family of George Floyd. So Travis Scott, I swear, man, I hope you've got some good insurance. Because you are paying out. Ben Crump is only there to see his name in lights. And the only way his name is in lights is if you write a check. Ben Crump ain't taking this case unless he sees some money at the end of the rainbow. And he sees all of your money. Are you still dating one of the Kardashians? Because she may have to write you a check. Meanwhile, I'd like, I, I, I'm going to wait for the investigation. I am, uh, I am very bothered about this injecting thing. Definitely something we have to look into. I'm Tony Katz. So no matter what Biden said, they're going to try and pay migrants. They're going to write checks to migrants because they crossed the border illegally. They're going to they're they got separated at the border because Trump followed the law and they're going to pay them. And Joe Biden got asked about this again and ooh, he got angry. Chris, I'd like to ask you real quick, sir, where, where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars The number was what you had a problem The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration— You coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. You lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. The DOJ is going to be responsible for that. According to Cedric Richmond, speaking on Fox News Sunday, if the DOJ determines that it saves the taxpayers money and it rights a wrong, then they will make the determination that is necessary. And I would assume that if they make a determination, they'll come up with what they think is an adequate dollar amount. Now, let's be perfectly clear. You, the parent, did this to the child or you, the coyote, did this to the child, whatever the case may be. The United States has laws. What do we, why would we pay anybody anything? Why would we pay anyone anything? It is a radical approach from a radical guy. And getting angry with reporters and us about it for questioning it? You want to talk about people separated. How many people do you have right now imprisoned in pretrial detention for an attack on the Capitol that aren't able to see their kids. Go on, answer the question. Those people are at least American citizens. Well, we don't care if they're citizens or not. It's simply wrong. Then change the laws because no laws were broken. Notice they never tell you that laws were broken. They tell you that the Trump administration had a zero tolerance policy. What do I care? 
The law was not broken. You, Congress, can change the law. Go do it. By the way, if, if you've been a part of the show for, for any bit of time, you know we have said that a billion times. Change the law. Stop family separation. You're not going to see me get angry. Stop inviting people over the border. Stop believing in open borders altogether. That's what I want. You want to stop family separation? Feel free. Of course the Biden administration is out of their head. Of course they're wrong because their idea of what is good and right is just completely skewed to be opposite of where rational people are. They believe that following the law is wrong. But they also believe that constitutional rights should not be, but ones not in the Constitution must be. That's how they hate guns but love abortion. It's weird, man. (laughs) It's weird. Now, we're supposed to hear uh, from the White House with their press briefing, also the story of Dave Portnoy and Amy Siskind. Ooh, this is two very fascinating pieces. I'll get it all for you. Keep it here. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today.